0: Hey! <laughs> okay, I know I'm talking to a camera right now, but I also know there are real people behind that lens. So I just wanna say
1: hello. I
0: see you, and I'm so glad that you are joining us for Echo Sunday service. I'm here. Are you doing, Sam?
1: <laughs> this is my friend Lizzie. Lizzie, you wanna What's help out? me? I do. Okay, help me. <laughs> we wanna make the people at home feel welcomed into the Echo community. So, we have just a few things to talk about. Did you know Echo has its very own podcast? Mm-hmm. There's tons of great content on there already. Totes. And every week this month, there's new episodes. Ooh-hoo. Conversations with professionals on mental health and redefining home. Subscribe today and plant a seed in hope in your life. Just click, 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 click. That link. click. <laughs> if you are new to Echo online service, here is what to expect. We
0: start with our very own Echo Band, hear a message from Pastor Andy, and have a time of response
1: all under 50 minutes. Mm Wow, That's amazing. I I love (laughs) Echo. Me too. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued generosity. Mm -hmm. We love how generous our church is, and we love giving back to our community. If you want to be a part of this change today, you can do so by giving in two different ways. Head to our website and text any amount to 84321. That's it. Thanks for joining us online and enjoy Echo Sunday
0: service. Wow.
1: Oh yeah, baby. baby. Hey, yeah. <laughs> not forget the wonder of how you...
2: exodus of my heart. You found me. You freed me. hail back the waters from my release. Oh, yeah. You're by my side. You're by my side. You're by my side. Sing ever faithful again. Are. How many of you need to believe that this morning? It's time for letting go, I'm not in control. Jesus, you are, yes, you are, God. Jesus, you are We're letting go. It's time for I'm not in control, Jesus, you are, Jesus, you are, oh, oh, oh. it's time for letting go, I'm not in control, Jesus, you are, Jesus, you are. You're a bad oh, you're by you're
3: by Just all across this room, would you just close your eyes? just bow your heads let's just make a moment as we're singing God you're by my side I believe it's just an invitation to allow God to do a work in us today so Jesus today we lean in we acknowledge today we're way more on your side (laughs) And leaning into you, then you're leaning into us. So today, God, I just ask that you would be present. God, you'd be in the business of restoration, renewal. That you'd begin to redefine our hope from the inside out. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Man, is God good? Yes, He is. We can do that. We can do that.
2: The world is all messed up. The nation is sick. Trouble is in the land, confusion all around. But I know somehow that only when it is dark enough
3: can you see the stars. So today we're entering a brand new series. It's called Redefining Hope. Does anybody need a little hope in the house here a little bit? You know what I'm saying? I, so let me let me just take an assessment, okay? And some of you, let's just view it as like today, because today is like, it got real on the way to church. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, your, your kids are screaming and yelling and you're feeling a little stressed. You need a little renewal. You had to like pry your teenager out of bed and drop them off, throw some water on them, you know? So like your anxiety levels may be a little higher. But let me ask you a few questions. Have you felt or experienced any of these in the last Five days. Have you been irritable? Confession is good for the soul. Anybody want to raise your hand? Come on. You know you don't have to, but you probably should. Okay. How about this? Some of you are going to be like everything, man. Your social life feels a little distant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry. We got a single lady raising her hand in the back. Like, ah. She knows who she is too. That was the best part of it. Everybody's looking back like, who is that? How about this? You feel a little worthless. Maybe some of you you've, you've dealt with some guilt this week. You're, you're trying to process through some of this. How about this? Anybody having trouble sleeping? You're over 50 years old. You know what I'm saying? You're tired. You're tired during the day. You have a, you have a hard time staying away. You might, you might feel sad. There might be some senses of, of, of uh, emptiness. And quite honestly, maybe some of you have walked into Echo and you just feel slightly hopeless or completely hopeless. What I want to do in the next four weeks is to start unpacking God's definition of hope. And we're all trying to grab a hold of something. And we might not be able to admit that we feel anxiety, we feel stressed, we're trying to process some of those things we feel. In fact, there's some of you kind of like me, you don't really know how you feel. And what I want to do is just lean in here for the next few weeks and go, God, what is your definition of hope? What, and what can we find? Can we all at least admit that we're trying to hold on to hope? If we can't admit that there's anxiety or we're stressed or we're irritable, can we at least just admit in the room today we're all grasping on to hope?
1: All right, guys, we just have to interrupt or take a time out and say Hi. And just let you know, we are not forgetting about you. We love our Echo Online community so much. And thank you for tuning in today.
3: Yep. And today we are starting a brand new series. It's called Redefining Hope, where we're just going to take a personal assessment and ask ourselves, are we healthy? Mm -hmm. Are, Are we leaning a little bit more towards death or a little bit more towards life there's four areas of health that we want you to assess today and those are
1: Yeah so the four areas of health is physical health, mental health, emotional health and spiritual health and we believe that all four are extremely important and maybe there's one right now that's blaring at you saying I need to work on this or maybe it's all four it's been a year and so we just think there's no better time for us to dive in over the next 4 to 5 weeks on looking at what God says when it comes to hope and giving you guys clarity and just practical tools for you to apply to your life on a daily basis. So good,
3: so good. A couple years ago, while Christy and I were going through a difficult time, a difficult season, we decided to invite an additional voice into our life uh, via a counselor. So we would drive up to Minneapolis every week and- uh,
1: Self-care Tuesdays. Self-care
3: Tuesdays, we'd have lunch together, breakfast or, or at least Coffee for Christy, Uh, and and after a few weeks, after a few months of of counseling, Christy had asked a question. I thought you it would just so me being self conscious,
1: you know, like being a couple months into the process of seeing our therapist weekly, I was like, so I just got to know, are we still a hot mess to you? Like I just want to know like where we're at. And he smirked at both of us and looked and said, "You're more like a warm mess." So that was a breakthrough moment that meant we had made some big steps. And I don't know where you're at, whether you're feeling like a warm mess or a hot mess. I know for me in this past year, I I felt like a hot mess. So it's not only this series, this message is for you, it's for us, it's for me individually. And so we are human, we are on this journey just like you. And I just believe that looking at the word hope is that reminder that it is essential in our life, that it is taking the word hope and looking at it as an ex- the expectations that God has and us expecting what God has for us. It's claiming the message of hope. It's claiming the, what he has for us and to not quit and not give up.
3: Yeah, we, we share that story with you just because we feel like this is a month for us to be real. Let's get yes. real. Uh, we, we need some help. Yeah. And so today we're going to lean in and we're going to ask God to help.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: so I just want to set you up before, I, uh, before we go back to the message. Uh, would you lean in and just allow God into your space, into your homes, into your cars, wherever you're listening or wherever you're watching, and allow God to do a work in you that he might work through you. And so I'm excited about this series right. and we're just praying for you right now that the Lord does his work. Well, I'm gonna go right to it today. Luke six, uh, verse 47, Jesus is teaching some people and he says this, uh, so six uh, verse 47, it says, as for everyone who comes to me and hears my word and puts them into practice, there's three things he's saying people need to do. They, number, number one, they need to come by my side. They need to come to me. They need to begin to hear my words, And after they hear my words, it's not just about listening. It's actually about doing you put them into practice. And then he says, if you do this, let me just show you how that person would look like. And then he paints this beautiful picture, this image of a man building a house who dug down deep and he laid a foundation on the rock. And when the floods came and the torrent struck, torrent struck that house would not shake. That torrent did not shake it because it was well built. And if you go to the next couple of verses, you read the opposite of what actually, uh, uh, the wise man does of coming to Jesus, listening to his word and putting it into practice. This individual did not do that. And when the winds and the waves came, the house came crumbling down because the house was not built well. And, and, and as I think about like, the current times uh, and the scenario that we're trying to navigate, I think we'd all agree that the wave has come, the winds have blown, and now we're kind of looking around and we're trying to assess what is still standing. And I think a lot of us, we're trying to figure out like, like really how much work should we do now? How much uh, do we need to repair in the past? How much should we prepare for the future See, I want to just take a look within and just begin to take an inventory. We did it again. I swear I fix that every week. I shut notifications off and it's never fixed. Actually, what I think is, it's the Lord saying, that's a good point, Andy. I don't even remember what I was saying. I think we all need to take an inventory. Ding, ding, ding. Man, man. Really, I want to ask the question is how, how healthy are you spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally? We've gone through the storm. I mean, again, we're trying to navigate and make the change and, and, and see like kind of where we're at. But I think this is a moment, the next four weeks, let's just lean in, look within and go, okay, Hey, where are we Where are we at? And I believe that there's a scale. We're all on a scale and it's as simple as this. And I think this is what we see scripturally. On one end of the scale is death and the other is simple, simple. The other is life. Here at Echo Church in John 10, 10 the, the goal is to help people become restored to, to a fullness of life, life to the full. I believe that with God's help, we can get to that space But quite honestly, the scale that we've got to look at in the next few weeks is start asking like, where are we between death and life? Because if we're all being honest, if I'm being honest, I'm not quite at that living to the full. In fact, just just for a moment before we... Uh, Before we go on to the message, I feel like let's just close our eyes. Just like we did a moment ago, we allowed Jesus to kind of enter into our space uh, to say, God, you know, we do want to be by your side. Would you be beside us? Uh, Can you just close your eyes and and just, I want to ask you a few questions and I want you just to not focus on anything. I don't want you to look at me and my camo and how you can't see me at all. I'm so well dressed today. But really take a moment and ask this question is, where are you on this scale? How do you feel today? If we were to take that assessment around our surroundings and our inner workings, our physical, our mental, our spiritual, our emotional, what structures have collapsed? What ones are still standing What needs to be rebuilt? And if if you have a hard time answering this question, then then this is a great question to start with. Could things be better? I mean, really just, just you and God right now, could you just ask the simple question, could things be better? And I believe they could be. I think most of us should say yes. And again, I wanna stay, you can open your eyes up now. And during the message, obviously, let the Lord speak to you beyond my words. But I wanna start this series with this one big idea. When we personally make an assessment and where we're at spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically, the wholeness of our being, I want you to know that it's okay to not be okay. The big idea that I want you to take away from today is this, is as you made that assessment as as maybe you're feeling a little bad because you're not feeling that great and you're not emotionally strong or you just feel needy or, or maybe you're anxious. It's okay to not be okay. And I knew I grew up in a church and I don't think it was the pastors. I think it was me. I began to, to go ahead and create a narrative to believe that if I wasn't okay, then Jesus must not be doing his work in me. I think one of the biggest lies of the enemy is that like, if you're not okay, then there must be something wrong with you when it comes to your faith. And so as we lean in and begin to redefine hope, I just want you to remember that it's okay to not be okay. And that's why we need hope. Can I hear an amen? I mean, that's the base level of understanding. I believe following Jesus isn't all about being great and peachy and, and smelling like, like uh, what's a good smell? Uh, every, all the, all the uh, oils that Christie's, are, Christie's throwing up in the air today. I was reaching for something. See, I believe Jesus doesn't ask us to fake it. I believe he's asking us to face it. With us not being okay, with making a personal assessment, going, okay, where am I? Where do I need to go? Where should I be? It's okay not to be okay, but, but I also believe that God is looking at us and trying to create a church in downtown Rochester that's not going to fake it, but we're going to face it head on. That we're going to go, okay, God, what can you do in and through us? John 16, Jesus is teaching and he said this, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. Everybody say peace. peace. In the world, you will have trouble. Da, da, da. I mean, I wish that wasn't in scripture. But Then Jesus says this, take heart, heart, because I have overcome the world. The psalmist sings in Psalm 62, he says, truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress and I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depends on God for he is my mighty rock and he is my refuge. Why is the psalmist writing this? Why is he singing this? Because he needs a refuge. He needs a rock. He needs a fortress. And you know what? Let's be honest today. Our world has collapsed around us and we need Jesus to come by our side. Now I want to go ahead and just take the next four weeks and unpack Luke chapter seven. So here's an assignment you have for the next four weeks. Read Luke seven every day, (laughs) every week. I'm going to go ahead and lean into a, f- a few scenarios, four of them to be exact. Go figure. Where I believe people have experienced death, but yet Jesus brings life. So let's look at that today. Emotional health at an all-time low for these four scenarios in Luke 7. Luke 7, 2 says a Roman army officer uh, there. So where Jesus was teaching, a Roman army officer there had a servant he regarded highly who was at the point of death. Okay, now, why am I bringing up this concept of death to life? We can see that the servant is at the point of death. He is not living life to the full. It's actually not the servant that I really want to focus on. I want to talk about the Roman officer. If you've ever been associated with a person who has been near a person that is at a point of death, how many would agree that emotionally... They're almost at a point of death as well. It's called grieving. It's called sadness. It's that overwhelming sense that you might lose someone close to you. Now, what's absolutely fascinating about what's being written here is that a Roman army officer is concerned about his servant. That is not a common practice in those days. There's a dynamic here that is different. In fact, uh, one that we could mirror is in 2 Kings 5, there's this, there's this Roman officer or there's this officer. I don't know if he's Roman or not here. His name is Naaman and he's the one sick. And what does he do? He sends his servant to the prophet of God so that he might maybe receive a healing. Now on the flip side, Jesus is interacting with a Roman servant, a Roman, a Roman servant, right? You know, a Roman army that he sends the servant to, that he might receive healing. Naaman had this skin disease and he said, go see this man and see what he can do. And what the prophet did, he came, actually he came with the servant, actually the servant told Naaman and Naaman's like, I gotta go see him. So he goes up to to the prophet and says, hey, can I receive, he knocks on the door and says, can I see this prophet? And what's crazy is this prophet wouldn't come to the door. He's like, no, I'm not going to come to the door. You got, you know, you got a skin disease. So he sends his servant and his servant instructs Naaman to do something absolutely ridiculous. Now, what happens in this story is this is Naaman is ticked. He's angry. He's indignant. And the servant has to coach him to actually listen to the prophet and do what he said. Now, I'm only telling you the story because it's a contrasting story. This is how people probably act in those days. That's a normal scenario. But this Roman army officer is so, uh, uh, so considerate of those around him that he's going to send a servant or a few people to convince Jesus to come to his house. There's an interesting dynamic. that's worth uh, talking about. In verse three, it says the officer heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him. That's what's interesting. The officer looks at the uh, the, the people of his community, the faith leaders and said, hey, I can't go, but I I I don't think I should go. So you as being a faith leader of the community, would you go and convince Jesus to come to my house? And they say this, this man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and he's built our synagogue. It's beginning to present again, once again, that this Roman uh, officer is a man that is revering God. He's considerate about people. He's considerate about the people and their faith. It reinforces that dynamic. And in verse six, it says, so Jesus went with them and when he was not far off the house, away from the house, the centurion or the Roman officer sent friends to say, Lord, you know, don't trouble yourself or I do not deserve to have you under my roof. Roof. Anybody ever seen Wayne's world? For some reason, when I read like I am not worthy, I thought about the one scene those two crazy guys are sitting there in front of Alice Cooper and they're kneeling down going, I am not worthy. I am not. worthy." Okay. That's total tangent. I'll move on. And I dated myself bad on that one. So some of you under, under thirties, you're like, what's that? But he humbles himself and he says, I do not deserve, I, I am not worthy to have you come underneath my roof. This is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the words and my servant will be healed. Verse eight, for I myself, and this is is profound, I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go and he goes and the one come and he comes and I say to my servant, do this and he does it. See, I believe this Roman... Soldier understood who was king. I think the story that is being presented to us was a man that yes, served a nation, but honored Jesus as king. And when he was at that scale of despair because his servant was at a point of death, Instead of doing anything else, he laid aside and he leaned into who he thought was king, who he thought could redeem, who he thought could restore his servant, and I believe his emotional state. It says, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him and turned to the crowd and following him. And he said this, I tell you this, I have found... And I mean, this is a dig on on people of faith. He says this, I tell you, I have not found such great faith, even in Israel. Then the men who had been sent returned to the house and he found the servant well. And I feel like if God's gonna do a work in us, if he's gonna begin to redefine hope in our life, spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, then we need to come to Jesus and we need to say this, God, I may not be worthy, but will you begin to heal me? And if we're weak in faith, I think the answer is this, is start leaning into God and start asking him this simple question. Lord, will you begin to build my faith? Christy and I have an opportunity to... uh, after planting echo church, uh, with the organization called association of related churches, we've had the opportunity to to go ahead and begin to coach other pastors all around America to start a church in their city. And it's been really an an honest, a joy and a gift to be able to support some of these individuals. And this week on Monday, I got a phone call from, from one of those pastors. His name's Sean McGill. And he's at a point where their team has grown and, and they're in the midst of the COVID pandemic. And he's going, what do I do? Where do I go? Where should I meet? When should I start? And he's got all this amazing traction. And remember on Monday morning, he said, this one space has opened up to me. What should I do next? And we talked about it for a bit. And then later on, just about eight hours later, 12 hours later, I was about to go to bed and I got a text of honestly a crazy thing that just happened to him. Honestly, just like out of nowhere, something shocking happened. And I just wanted to lean in and I wanted to show you this video here just in a moment because I wanna show you that when you think that you are just by yourself, that God is by your side, that God is in the business of doing things beyond you. He's in the business of doing things that you just simply can't see that you cannot completely fathom. And I want to build your faith because I believe God did a miracle. God did a work through his life and through his church this week. So watch this video.
0: Hey guys, my name is Sean McGill. I'm the lead pastor of LifePoint Church in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, you don't know me, but I know you. And I love Echo Church. I love Pastor Andy and Christy Cass. They are amazing. You guys are pouring into us through your pastors on a weekly basis. And so uh, we're just huge fans of you guys. But hey, I wanted to take a moment to celebrate a victory that we had as a church last week. You know, one of the things that is rather hard in the midst of a pandemic is to try to find a space to meet in on a weekly basis and so as we prepare for launch, we've been trying to find a space to meet in just as a team as we kind of plan and prepare for for launch day. And uh, so we have been meeting in a space for the last few months and on Monday evening, I got an email from that space at 9.30 saying, hey, we are canceling your contract. You can no longer meet in that space. Now, typically that news would have been devastating, but I got to celebrate what God did. So uh, let me back up. Three months ago, there was another space in town that we really wanted. We made a phone call and they said, hey, the space is occupied. It will be for probably the next three or four years. Last week, I made a call again to that same space. She said, hey, I remember you calling a few months ago. The answer is still the same. The space is occupied. Well, Monday at 9.30, I received that email canceling our current space. But guess what? That morning, Monday morning, the space that was told to me was occupied, they called me and said, would you like to meet here? So Monday afternoon I went, I visited it, and they said, you can start meeting as early as this Sunday. Well, how good is God that God opened up a door that seemed to not be open right at the time it needed to be open. Before I ever got the email canceling the space, God opened up a door for a new space that we had been wanting and praying for. And uh, I just want to celebrate that with you. And so if you are in the midst of believing God to do something in your life, don't give up. You can have hope that God knows when you need it at the right time. And guess what? He's going to open that door for you. And so we love you, Echo Church. We'll see you later.
3: I share that story because I just want to build your hope. And just like the Roman officer pleading for his servant reached in and took a step towards Jesus. That's what I want to do today. It doesn't matter if you're here or you're at home, I believe that God wants to begin to build our faith. God wants us to lay aside, faking it and begin to build our faith. It's not okay, it's 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 okay to not be okay. I also believe that God is whispering to us right now, He's saying, Come, follow me. Don't fake it, but follow. You close your eyes, you just just for focal reasons, just command and he will recover." The Roman officer said to Jesus, just command and he will recover. Naaman the prophet of old, or the the Roman leader with the skin disease was commanded to do this ridiculous thing, to go into the Jordan and wash himself seven times. And even though he didn't understand, it didn't make sense to him, he decided to step into the waters. And I just sense it's a moment for Echo. It's a, a moment for us individually. It's a moment for us collectively to take a step into the waters again and say, God, my hope, it might be at an all-time low, but I am going to take a step towards you once again. Just command my hope to grow and I will begin to recover I just wonder if God would begin to redefine your hope today. I wonder if we would begin to welcome him into our anxiety, welcome welcome him into our stress, our restlessness, our worry, our loneliness, our hurt and our pain. The beginning of the video said this, only in the dark can we begin to see the stars. I wonder if we would just all across this room, open our hands and and, and just begin to receive from God and allow God into those dark spaces of of our corner, of our heart, our mind, our being and begin to shine that light that he began to redefine what life to the full might be understand too. Some of you have walked in this space. This is completely new to you. Following Jesus is a new concept. And, and what we believe that is this, is that God sent his son, Jesus, to come on this earth to live just like we did, we do every day, to feel our hurts, to feel our anxieties, at moments to feel hopeless, there's a scripture where it says, Jesus wept. It wasn't because he was faking it, it's because he was feeling it. So God comes to earth and he lays himself down on this cross so he might restore our hope. <laughs> to receive death so we might have life. And we believe it just starts in our end with the surrender. This acknowledgement of just saying, man, I don't have it all figured out and I'm gonna follow you anyway. So today, if you're that person, your faith is new or, or you don't have any faith, you feel far from God, then I would challenge you to pray this with us today. Allowing God to begin to lead you. Let's pray this church. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus name and his authority. And amen. And Jesus, if you command it, you will restore. And so Jesus, I come. And I put my faith on this table. I I bring my faith into this room, knowing, God, that you can do a miracle like you did through Sean and his church. God, you did a miracle for Naaman. You did a miracle for the servant of a Roman guard. God, that you could do a work in us today. God, if we feel hopeless, will you begin to just bring us down closer to the scale of life today? not because of what I said, but because the work that you're doing this morning in Jesus' name. And everybody said. Would you stand with us as we go into this time of reflection?
4: Pastor Andy say today that it is okay to not be okay. Take a second and kind of evaluate where you are on that scale. That scale of life on one side and taking steps towards that, or the scale on the other side, which is death. Now we heard about two people today. We heard about the Roman soldier's servant, and we heard about Naaman. And in both cases, God did super cool, miraculous, amazing things. He really restored their lives what they had to do was be honest about their situation and then they pursued God fully. They took the steps towards God with the honesty in their situation. I want to encourage you in something. Don't do life alone. In a season that could easily be lonely, don't allow yourself to press through life alone. Wasn't Pastor Sean's story awesome? You guys are helping people like Sean and Life Point Church make a difference across the country. And it's because of your continued faithfulness and generosity. You guys are making it possible for us to help plant another 30 churches in this season. We are grateful for that, and we are grateful for you. Now, tonight is actually Echo High night, and if you hear a little commotion or you see a few people walking by, they are just kicking off Echo High. Echo High is for 6th to 12th graders. It's on Wednesday night right here in the castle, and if you're comfortable, we'd love to see your teens here. Austin's here leading the way with a bunch of amazing leaders and you will have a ton of fun. So make sure teenagers, if you're listening, come and hang out. Echo, we hope you have an amazing week. Be kind and be awesome.